0: Hello Food World, it's Robert Crutchfield, your favorite footy friend from Crutchfield Cooks, here with another absolutely outstanding episode of Crutchfield Cooks, the podcast. This time around, we're going to talk about Vegan Dining months, the vegan movement, and all kinds of other related topics with Diana Edelman, the Vegan Dining Month founder. Hey Diana. For those who are just joining us, we're here with Diana Edelman and she's going to tell us all about Vegan Dining Month. First of all, Diana, can you tell us a little bit about our, about yourself and and how the uh, Vegan Dining Month how that got started?
1: Sure. So, I I run a company called Vegan's Baby and that's been in business for about 6 years now and the whole goal of Vegan's Baby is to promote vegan food and vegan dining and vegan life and help make the vegan lifestyle more approachable and accessible. And so I do that through a website. I do that through food tours around the world. And I do that through a guidebook. And I do that through Vegan Dining Month. And so that basically started this 2023 marks its sixth year from launching in Las Vegas. And it started because in Vegas, we had Restaurant Week and there were no options for vegans. And so I really wanted to support restaurants week, but there was nothing to support. And so I decided, well, I'll just make my own. And so basically, I put together a month of vegan dining to coincide with Veganuary, which is a nonprofit organization that works to get people to go vegan. And so every January, they have an international challenge where you sign up to go vegan for the month of January, and they support you with recipes and other things like that. And so I timed it with that and reached out to restaurants around Las Vegas and just said, hey, this is what I want to do. Would you create a special dish or two for the month, and then track that? And then at the end of the month, we'll donate a portion of the sales from those dishes to an, a local nonprofit aligned with something to do with veganism. And so that's how it started. And now six years later, mentoring the third year in Portland, Oregon, and I just launched it here in New York City.
0: Sure, sure. Well, I, I want to go with the. I want to go over each one of those here in a minute, kind of in turn, so we can get into the detail of what's going on. In each city. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. It's not only the, the eat vegan angle, but the, the charity va- angle.
1: Yes. And, yes. and
0: I, I think that uh, that is a, a unique thing about your effort is you're not just trying to promote veganism, but you're trying to do other good things. In the well, community, which which, to my understanding goes to the heart of what veganism in a larger sense, is about.
1: Yeah, it really you know, the, the the concept of veganism is doing the least amount of harm, and obviously, like not exploiting animals and things like that. But I think it's important, especially when you have a platform. Yes, it's amazing to raise awareness for restaurants and things like that. But these organizations, organizations oftentimes they're smaller organizations, but a lot of the a lot of the partners I work with, and it really helps when you have restaurants that the logo's on there or we're mentioning the organization all the time. Yes, it helps drive, drive donations during the month of January, but it also builds that awareness so people can keep them in mind throughout the year. And if there's something that they might have to donate, whether it's to an animal organization and it's blankets or something like that, or something where they're fighting for rights for, for humans and, and everything in between, I think it's just a great opportunity to to raise awareness beyond just food and really showcase and promote organizations and people w- with that heart and passion that that veganism includes but why january so that coincides with January, which takes place in january and so the whole idea is to provide these people that are going vegan at the start of the new year with more options so it's not that roadblock i know a lot of times when people go vegan they tell me well i don't think i could go vegan because i think it's hard to travel i think it's hard to go dine out i think I, you know, I, I don't think I, I I I would miss eggs. I would miss flavor. And so when people go vegan in January for Veganuary, the idea is that we're show, showcasing to them the diversity of vegan cuisine in the city they happen to be in and that there's a lot of options and that you can go out to a nice meal and have something that's vegan and realize you're not missing anything by by having that vegan dish.
0: Sure. Since Dining Vegan Month started in Las Vegas, let's start in Las Vegas where... The effort helps the Animal Help Alliance. Mm-hmm. T- tell us a little bit about the kinds of things that are going on in Vegas this month that Dining Vegan Month is, is set up to kind of highlight.
1: Sure. So, we've got about 30 restaurants in Las Vegas this month, and they're all going to be featuring special menus or special dishes for the month. And it benefits the Animal Help Alliance. And they're a local organization that specializes in rescuing the underdog, so the broken. And they're hard to adopt animals in in the valley. We've got a ton of restaurants this year. I'm super excited because it really has grown since I started it six years ago. And this year, there's been a lot more restaurants from the Strip on board. So we have restaurants from Bellagio and Park MGM now. We have a restaurant at Canyon Ranch in the Venetian. And that's actually Truth and Tonic. And they're an all-vegan restaurant. They were the first vegan restaurant to open on the Strip. And so we have a, a good amount of restaurants. We also have Border Grill at Mandalay Bay, which has been doing it since I started Vegan Dining Month. So we have a ton of vegan restaurants on the strip. And then we have a lot of ostrich restaurants. And it ranges from a, a very, very steakhouse downtown at the Circa to a, to a waffle restaurant that has a Vegans Baby Waffle for the month, Black and Blue Diner, which is like your New York, New Jersey style diner. That typically wouldn't have vegan options, but Black and Blue Diner is extremely vegan friendly. And this month they made a couple specials. We have vegan restaurants like Taco Terrian and Good Morning Kitchen that are participating. Daikon Vegan Sushi. We have pop-ups and like Ghost Kitchens that are Disco Donuts. And Chonky, which is doing a pumpkin crunch, like vegan pumpkin pie without the crust. We have a lot of different things going around this year in Las Vegas. And it's just a really exciting time. Vegas is such an amazing vegan scene, and I'm so excited to see all of the dishes that have been created for this month. Okay,
0: and uh, in Portland, your, mm-hmm. effort is, your effort is supporting the life of Riley Dog Rescue. Is there anything uniquely Portland that's going on out there for Dining Vegan Month?
1: Yeah, so in Portland, once again, it's restaurants in Portland that are having special dishes. So this year it's benefiting the life of Riley Dog Rescue, which rescues at-risk dogs from high kill shelters and brings them to forever homes in the Pacific Northwest. And so Bunny is someone I work with there and she runs an Instagram account called Portland Vegans. So she actually partners with me in Portland to curate the event there. We have about 10 restaurants there. There are some pretty popular restaurants that perhaps some of your listeners know about. There's Homegrown Smoker which is a vegan barbecue spot, and they've got a special. We've got an ice cream spot with vegan ice cream specials this month. We have a Burmese restaurant, a coffee shop, and a few others um, that I'm really excited that have joined a lot of new places this year in Portland. So it's really nice to see new, new restaurants joining a part of the movement.
0: Absolutely. I, c- I can see where it would be. Now, where you're at in New York City, uh, you're aiding Support Plus Feed, which was founded by Maggie Baird, who yes. happens to be Billy Eilish's mom. Uh, yes. Huh? So you're not uh, you're not playing in New York at all. You're,
1: you're no, no, no. You know, for the first for the for the launch in New York, we wanted to go hard, and so I'm supporting Feed is an amazing organization. They work to combat food insecurity and climate crisis and provide people with plant-based meals. And so I, I am just so in love with this organization and what they do. And New York for the first time, I, it's just such a, it's such a, like this was a dream of mine to bring vegan dining month to New York City. I've been here for about a year and a half now, and I wasn't sure how it would go over. And the fact that we have 20 restaurants on board for its first year is just incredible to me. There are a lot of vegan restaurants this year on board. We're working with over their hospitality, which is. An amazing vegan restaurant group. They have restaurants like Cadence, which was nominated for James Beard Award, avant garden, Ladybird Rabbit, which is a all raw restaurant that does a twelve course tasting meal. Working with Pure Grip Barbecue, which is a vegan barbecue spot in New York It's gluten free. Marty's V Burger. Uh, I just there's so many. Earthen Aza, which is a Turkish restaurant that's adding vegan stuff to their menu just Caravan of Dreams, which is like an old school vegan restaurant, Lottery, which is a French restaurant and French pastries. And so Lottery Paris is doing a vegan omelet this year, lekka Burger, Lou's, which is another vegan restaurant. So we've got quite a few in New York. Uh, and it's just, it, I, I, I'm just so happy to, to have these restaurants participating and to see people excited about it here.
0: Okay. What about, I mean, there's a, A person or two or three that aren't in New York City, Las Vegas or Portland, what would you suggest to the people elsewhere as far as how they might participate in Vegan Dining Month?
1: Well, so Vegan Dining Month is only in these three cities right now. But if they are interested in going to restaurants with specials for the month of January, Veganuary does work with restaurants and and like some restaurants will offer vegan specials for the month. So they can go to Biganuary's website and do a search and see what restaurants are participating in their area.
0: That sounds like a good thing. What about other cities? what What is it that, what is it you need to grow this effort into more communities? Is it a matter of local partners? Yeah. Is, is it a matter local, of visibility?
1: No, it's it's local partners and the. Well, we've tried to work in a couple other cities and the cities just weren't ready for it yet. Restaurants just weren't ready to kind of, they're not as vegan friendly cities. And so there just wasn't the overall like embracing of it that we have in these cities. So, but but in general, it really is, it's it's partners in these cities that know these cities well and have relationships with the restaurants or have relationships with people on social media. So if, if we work together, they can you know, help get the word out about it more than anything else.
0: Sure, sure.
1: So is this uh, these
0: partners, is this something you get from your your personal network or is this something that uh,
1: yeah. people could contact
0: you through Vegans Baby or?
1: They, they can do both. I tend to reach out to people that I know. I've put it up in the past for followers and things like that, and they'll reach out to me. Um, but also I am just I, I do the bulk of, of, of everything myself. And so it's a lot of work for one person. To do, to do a lot of this. So I need help in all aspects, really, more than anything. It, it's, it's a lot. So yeah, we need someone, we need to have a little bit of time to help with it.
0: That sounds like just about every nonprofit leader I've talked to.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and but I'm, not, I'm not a nonprofit, I'm a for-profit. But I mean, it's, it's still a lot of time and a lot of work. Like this takes me almost all of December to organize, to get everything ready, to get the restaurants, to have everything I need in order. To promote it, to work with a PR team, to market it, to send out newsletters, to do interviews and things like that. It, it, it's, it's a lot of time. And so definitely, like, I'm looking for partners that have a little bit of time to give to it as well.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit about veganism in general. Give us some of the, I hate the saying, but it's kind of what we want. Give us, like, some bullet points or some high points of why should we go vegan? Why is it a better lifestyle?
1: So people go vegan for three reasons. One is for, for the animals. So they don't believe in using animals, exploiting animals, farming animals for their food, lifestyle, habits, et cetera. Another is for health. So people will go plant-based or vegan for their health. A lot of studies show that going vegan can lower cholesterol, reverse diabetes, reverse heart disease, and things like that. Or people go vegan for the environment. Animal agriculture is one of the biggest causes of global warming. If you look at the fishing industry right now, overfishing is terrible. And there's a chance that our oceans could be drained by 2050. And so you're looking at it from the environmental standpoint of the catastrophic effects, something like that could have on on the world. And so those are the different reasons people go vegan, obviously, you know, to each their own as to how they go vegan. But those are those are the those are the reasons.
0: I know you talked about uh, people think that they'll miss certain textures or certain flavors. What would you think is the biggest hurdle people face in becoming vegan?
1: I think it's a couple different things. What I went vegan, my, my biggest thing was I don't want to give up eggs. I don't want to give up pizza. So it's, it's, it's realizing it's like that taking your head out of the sand aspect in a sense and realizing that what you're contributing to by choosing to continue eating these products, what it does to the world and what it does to your body. There's also obviously, so like a lot of people say, well, I would miss meat. I would miss the taste. I would miss this. There are so many options now for people to transition to veganism where you can, where the the food almost nearly identically replicates the non-vegan versions. You've got Impossible Burger now, which does an incredible burger that most you would never know is vegan. I work with a vegan sushi company, and they're making alt sushi out of mycelium. And I've had their product; it's not at market, not come to market yet, but they have replicated sushi, so you have the same taste and texture as a white as a white fish in your sushi, as calamari, as shrimp. But you're not; it's it's just it's not animal products. There's just egg, which gives you the egg tape, which gives you eggs. There's a lot of products now you can get runny eggs, you can get cheese, butter, milk, everything. If you can think of a product that uses animal products, there is most likely a vegan alternative. I just got in my fridge today, I got some My Forest Foods bacon and it's made out of mycelium and it's incredible, incredible. The taste is so wonderful. It's It's got a little bit of fat to it. It crisps up. It's got the texture of bacon. It's wonderful. So there's a lot of a lot of alternatives for people who think that they would miss all of those things. And then another thing I hear a lot is where do you get your protein? And people have to remember that the animals they eat, like cows, you're getting protein from them, but you wouldn't have protein from them if they didn't get protein from something. And these cows, et cetera, are not eating meat. They're eating plants. So you get a lot of protein from plants. You can get perfect proteins from combining a legume. With us, with a, like a brown rice, whole wheat, and peanut butter, things like that. And as my as my doctor once said to me, he's never met a vegan he had to tell was low in protein. And I have no issues with getting my protein. I get about hundred grams of protein a day right now, and it's all completely plant based protein. So there's just the, the, the protein shouldn't be something holding you back. For people that say their body can't handle that, I always tell them. If it's something they really want to do, they should talk to a nutritionist that specializes in plant-based and they can help like cater a specific diet to them because they could be low in something else that's making them not feel well. Sure.
0: And I think that's kind of standard for making a change in
1: our lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For instance,
0: we can go to the gym and jump on the treadmill, but our results are not going to be as much what we would like if, unless we consult a personal trainer, for instance.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: exactly. I, I, I think part of what you're saying, even, is that veganism is not different from that. And veganism, just like a lot of other changes we could make in your life, there's going to be a yearn. There's going to be a learning curve involved. Absolutely. And you, and you may, and
1: you may need a little help with that learning curve, and that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And I always tell people to like, if you can't go vegan overnight, that's okay as well, because everything you do. Every step you take towards a vegan life, actually, it does make a difference. There's calculators online where you can say, you know, I've had X meals, I've gone vegan X days. It actually shows you like a tally of like the animals you've saved and things like that. And I always say, I would much rather you have one meal without meat than try to be vegan and quit.
0: I get that. And what was it? Was it the veganary thing where the challenge was one meal a day for 30 days? It's going... not Going even, 30. not even, yeah, not even every meal and not even necessarily forever. Uh, the challenge that's being put to people is try it for 30 days.
1: Like, yeah, if you can give veganism a 30 days trial, like it would be vegan for the full month, but Veganuary works with you to give you like help. They give you support if you want to do it. And I will always help people if they've got questions. Like, my, my inbox is always open. I'm always happy to like advise people and guide people a bit. Like, obviously, like I am not a nutritionist, I am not a doctor. I can't diagnose things. I can't tell you what's best for your body, but I can help you find substitutes for products. If you want to switch things out, I can tell you my favorite products and things like that. But as I said, like it, it can be a gradual change. It doesn't have to be something overnight. And it's okay. Like, perfect doesn't exist. And I, and I don't want people to hold themselves up to that idea of perfection because it's just not a thing.
0: Sure. I have sure. a
1: smartphone, you know, and smartphones use animal, use animal byproducts in it. I, yeah, I used to drive a car and, and, the, and most tires have animal byproducts in it. So it's, it's doing the best you can.
0: Well, so I, like I said about the rest of it, it's, it's like a lot of other things. There's the ideal world and then there's not doing everything the best you can.
1: Yeah, you wanted to the best.
0: Nobody, I don't know, uh, short, even if you were to live what they call a subsistence lifestyle and, and literally move out into the sticks and, and things, I don't know that you could ever live a life completely free of animal products necessarily.
1: You could, you could, like if you didn't have a, like, you, you I mean, other than like phones and stuff, and even then you could probably... You could probably figure it out if you didn't have a cell phone. I mean, there are ways to live very, very minimal and off-grid where you're not using any sort of animal products at all. But the idea is, you know, it, like you said, it's it's the best you can.
0: Well, that's, I think that's more to the point. My point is just because we can't do everything that we ideally would like to do doesn't mean we should do nothing.
1: Exactly. Yes. There's exactly. still a lot
0: we can do. There's still changes we can make to our lives that would be more vegan friendly, more animal friendly, and maybe you'll always be more vegan than I am, <laughs> but can I be more vegan than I am now? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think even you as a as a vegan advocate understand you're not going to get a hundred percent of a hundred percent of the people.
1: Oh yeah, no. Exactly, but,
0: but to any degree that you move a person that direction, you're winning.
1: Yes, I 100. And so is the planet. Yeah, exactly. Yep.
0: Okay, we're 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 coming close to the end of our time, but as as you, as you've tried to move around the country, starting Vegan Dining Month in these different countries and and all that, or different parts of the country rather, and and so forth. What kind of challenges have you seen around the country as far as getting the vegan movement moving forward or getting acceptance in certain areas or things like that?
1: I think it's mostly just because, um, you know, the people that have a differing opinion from you are always the people that are going to talk the loudest in the room. It's kind of ignoring that. It's just staying in my lane and focusing on what I'm good at, which is promoting vegan life. It's getting to work with restaurants. I have run into roadblocks and working with some restaurants where they don't see the value in having vegan options on their menu, where they refuse to bring in vegan products or things like that. And, you know, there's there's nothing I can do to change that except for encourage people to increase the demand and to say, hey, and start reaching out to restaurants that they go to and say, we'd love it if you added some like specific vegan options to your menu and things like that. But for the most part, it really has been as You know, when I started in in 2016, there weren't a whole lot of vegan options in Vegas. There were a handful of vegan restaurants and it's grown so much since then. And it really is through just doing outreach, through going and talking to restaurants. It's as the movement has grown, as more people have become vegan, as the media have started talking about veganism more and climate change has become far more of a major news headline now, the challenge has become less and less to get restaurants, to get businesses, to either add vegan options or support more vegan lifestyle.
0: What about grocery stores?
1: Grocery stores have come a long way. Now, and I'm talking in the grocery stores I visit. So, I mean, I live, I've lived in Las Vegas and and New York. And I obviously, like, I always go to grocery stores because I'm always fascinated to see what products are in different areas. My parents live in Delaware. And so it's only been recently, like very, very recently that I have seen more grocery items come to grocery stores in their neck of the woods. You can always reach out to a grocery store and ask them to bring in products for you. And there's also online groceries you can get where there are vegan grocery outlets that will ship products to you. But certainly over the past few years, I have seen grocery stores expand astronomically as more and more products have come up, there's a lot of plant-based products now that are out on the market in grocery stores. You've like got Beyond, Impossible, Garden, Dr. Prager's. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Like there are huge, huge, op- huge list of options now for people that want vegan groceries other than like the inherently vegan, like fruits, vegetables, legumes, starches, et cetera, et cetera. So oh, it's, it's just come leaps and bounds the past few years as innovation has improved. And as more people have gone vegan, the prices have been able to be, be lowered so more people can afford it because there's more demand now.
0: I would think so. You, you should see my inbox. I, I think two-thirds of the press releases and whatnot I get are, are new vegan products. Great.
1: <laughs> Good. That makes me happy.
0: <laughs> oh, geez. You were talking about pizza earlier. I just got one about vegan Parmesan cheese, among other things.
1: Ah, do you know what brand? Not off the top of my head. They make some good ones. Like I don't, I didn't like Parmesan cheese before I went vegan. And some of the Parmesan I've tried now is so Parmesan-y that I can't eat it. Like I just, there's no, I can't even put it in my mouth or smell it. (laughs) So the Parmesan, they've done a very good job, these cheese companies with vegan Parmesan cheese.
0: Before we completely run out of time, if anybody wants to know more about veganism in general or Vegan Dining Month in particular, where do they go?
1: They go to vegansbaby.com and their vegan dining month is right up on the top of the menu bar. They can just click on that and go to whatever city that it, they're looking for. And then if people have questions about veganism, I have some articles on my site. They can always email me. And truthfully, like Google is your best friend. There, are, there is a wealth of knowledge on the internet about going vegan and just so, so much information to help people.
0: Okay. Thank you, Diana. Ooh. Wow. This meat guy sure learned more about veganism and vegan dining month and so forth than what I knew a half hour ago. I hope the same is true for you. Be sure and join us next time, because you never know what we're going to explore. For Crutchfield Cooks, the podcast, it's Robert Crutchfield signing off.